1: We are back. Hour two with the family with still DJ
2: Extraordinaire Tevin Pittman,
0: Alex Sprint, Bernard Rasmussen.
2: <laughs> what the hell, <laughs> Catherine Brand?
1: And Eddie Bernard. <laughs> we'll be right back. Great hour coming up with Steve Sharippa joining us in about fifteen minutes. But a lot of schmoozing right up to this with the family.
3: Doug here from Walzer. Tommy's on vacation again, so I'm going to have to read both parts. Dougie, what's happening? This is weird. Tommy, I'm looking for two things. A new wife and a MAGA hat? Ah, that'd be a big no. Walzer is looking for cars to sell and people to sell them. You don't have enough cars? Well, late model used car business is good, and when COVID shut down the plants, we ran low on new cars and didn't get as many trade-ins. Right now, we're purchasing used cars from people, and in many cases, we can pay Kelly Blue Book Excellent. Heck, I'll even buy some of your cars. All I ever do is give, give, give. Yeah, sure. Anyway... We also need people to sell them. Coaches, teachers, servers, people with people skills work great in our no-negotiating model. Also, it's a salaried position, so you're not living from one commission to the next. We also pay you to learn. Think I'd be good at it? Not a chance. Well, don't worry about my feelings. I never do. If you're selling a car or want to join our team, email me at doug at walzer.com.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, I don't understand something here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the headline. This may be a demographic shock to baby boomers. Those under age forty now outnumber their older generations. Yeah. What's that would make That's sense? That's shocking? How is that shocking? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't really understand that because that would include newborns.
4: So it's shocking that what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, sorry, boomers. Millennials and their younger siblings and children now make up a majority of the U.S. population, oh, per sorry. the AP. A yeah. uh, new analysis by the Brookings Institution shows that 50.7% of U.S.
4: residents were under age 40 as of July 2019. It's like saying scientists discover that old people die. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's the same this just argument. Just, yeah, I figured that one.
1: I just thought, why would this come as a shock to anybody? Of course it's true. There are more people on Earth. That means there would be having more babies, yeah. which means under forty would have more people. Yeah, how is that hard to figure out?
2: And, yeah, Not. and why is this so disappointing to baby boomers?
1: Exactly. Why would we give up? We're going to be dead soon anyway. Why would we? <laughs> Yippee. Yes.
4: Yippee. If you're on your
2: dementia. You won't even remember that you guys well, are. What's well
4: your numbered. name again? Right. So, how old are the oldest baby boomers? Because they're pretty old. I'm pretty sure. Oh, are they really? See, well, forty. Uh, they said forty. 1946.
5: 46? So 74 70. years old would be yeah. the
4: oldest baby boomers. 74 would be the 74 oldest. 74 is yeah. the average age of death in America. I feel so. like my
2: entire yeah. life, when somebody said baby boomer, I just assumed that they were 65 plus. Like, since, <laughs> I, yeah, really? since I've been like 18 years old, whatever. like, so as like a kid. two years ago? Yeah,
4: two years ago. So like, was every time, an time,
0: education for every you. time people said baby boomers, <laughs> I was just like, oh, like
4: that's my grandparents. They're baby boomers. <laughs> uh, the youngest ones are only 56 right now. So, hey. Hmm. They're fifty. So the old, the youngest ones are fifty six. Yeah, nineteen sixty four. I suppose I know, that makes sense.
0: Because when I was growing up, I wasn't even considered a baby boomer. No, and then not. all of a sudden, no, there was you, like more and more two, people. There's this whole situation about how baby boomer, like, there's two different. It depends on who you talk to. Yes, exactly. Sometimes it's how from the whole world is. This year to this year, <laughs> and then other times it's this year to this year. It's like it just it depends on yeah who you person. talk to.
4: Yeah, there's a there's, there's no formal definition. Because I mean, a generation doesn't really mean anything. Like, what do you have in common with someone born in 1946? Not, not not a whole lot. Nothing. But you're part of the same generation. But it's like, what does that really mean? It's all a hoax, anyway. It is. They're just trying to group people together to get them to
1: think
2: certain ways and stuff like that. Hey, you're catching on. That's the only reason there's like old millennials and Gen X and that
1: stuff. Yeah.
0: Wisconsin, education's I'm going. Minnesota's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Minnesota's. <Okay>. I'm special. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is typical of news media these days, and I don't know why they love to do this, but they love to do this. A typical final line of the story. Millennials typically are defined as being born between 1981 and 1996. Mm-hmm. Baby boomers were born between the end of World War II and the arrival of the Beatles in the United States. What?
0: <laughs>
1: Interesting. Huh? Not one
0: what?
1: Day. What? <laughs> what the hell? 1964, in other words. Yeah. But why would you put it frame way? it that way, yeah. That's it's a right. odd way of framing it. I don't, don't you know think, like,
0: good, good. shouldn't it just be like every 25 years or every 20 years or right. something like that should just yeah. be the definition of kind of where you would be?
1: Indeed, yeah, because there's only 17 years between. Uh, between the last baby boomers and the first uh, millennial.
0: 17 years?
1: Yeah, as far as the births, yeah. Uh, yeah. Born Wait. in 1964, born in 1981. So. so, I mean,
0: don't most people have children between the ages of, depending on where?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> but F- the way,
0: 15 and
1: <laughs> I was told by a study this morning 30? that I'm a very lazy uh, parent because most people have babies when they're in their 20s, and I was 32 when Andy was born, so I guess I, apparently I was lazy and trying to avoid being a father. Or
2: just living your best life uh-huh. with no kids as long as you possibly could.
1: Or
4: waiting until <laughs> okay. I thought I Rude. might be a halfway decent Rude. father. I love you guys. Well, Rude. The, Rude. Rude. <laughs> the average age of their first child for women is up to 28 now. So It is? Yeah. How first old was child?
0: I when I had fun? In America. Twenty Probably Seven? about that,
4: Seven. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, she's four. Yes, I'm 31. Yeah, that's
4: 27. So, yeah. so you were ahead of the curve. Well, then, by then you were 29, year. 29 when you 29 had 18. In I 1970, it was 24 and a half, was your first child. But people are waiting now.
0: Well, now I know people that are having kids at almost 40 and 40.
4: Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know. The average man is about know. the same age. 27.
0: Well, because well, Dan, be well, Dan is 40. you'll be by the time your kid's 30.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah, Dan's uh, four years
0: older than me, so he was thirty-one when we had fun. Yeah,
2: I oh, think wait. it's more so like, when are they out of the house in high school, so that way I can go back to like living, doing like normal things. Like at least when I think of it, like it's like okay, if so I have a kid by you, is it? <laughs> If yes. I have a kid at like thirty, <laughs> that means Bachelor. when I'm when I'm forty-eight. I can like I'll have I can do whatever I want. and I'm not so old that I just sit around right. eating oatmeal all day. Well, and
4: the, my average, kids take care of I'm the average gap, all day like yeah. the average age gap The average age gap between men and women is three years. So the average first child for a man is when they're 31 now. Actually, you know what I misspoke. Hey,
0: Dan was right on. There
4: you go. I misspoke because I was 32 when I got married. I was
1: all I was. To a week and a half away from being thirty-four, oh, when well, you I'm were gunnery. thirty-five, maybe <laughs> thirty-four, maybe even thirty-five. So hang 35, on. thirty-five when you were born, and thirty-seven when you were born, Alex. Yeah, that's weird. Another kid, another kid. <laughs> you were
0: thirty-seven when I was born. That's yes, why you can't I relate. Really seem old. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's just the, mm-hmm. it's a generational thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Great talking to both oh, of you. Oh
5: man, yeah,
4: I'm that's basically really nice. I'm slated to have the exact same thing go Yeah, be you are probably thirty-five. Well, for yeah, the first you were married one. at thirty-two. But then we're probably going to wait at three, four years because, I don't know, two kids under two at the same time, no thanks.
0: It is hard. It's a party. (laughs) (laughs)
4: It's a
2: party. You just got to avoid the, the, the oops one when it's like... 14 and then, oh, now we started over with another. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. No. I, know,
0: I don't understand. There's these people. surgery for that. I, don't, I, was was say, I have some friends that they're like, we're done having kids. And then they're complaining about like birth control and stuff. I'm like, snip, snip. friends yeah, yeah. What? Just stop. It's what an is, outpatient just situation. Stop it. Like, what is the point? <laughs> you
2: get to have happening? all the fun with none of the risk like, moving why? forward.
0: Why would you not do that? All yeah, right. It's very weird. I understand
1: yes. completely, but. No, I am really glad that I waited till I was thirty-two to get married, and thirty-five and thirty-seven to have <laughs> children. And one of these days, I may mature.
0: Eventually. <laughs> you, eventually. You're better. At could than anywhere. Yeah. Well,
1: that's why you get. That's why you get married and have
2: kids, so they can be the mature one, and then you can that's continue. True. Yeah, be a child.
1: I just like just daughter around. Well, I feel
0: like for me, that's that lines up. What? I've been more mature. Than you for a long time.
1: Oh, here we go. Yeah. I mean, when I think mature, you think it. you and she Andy. But was
0: <laughs> d- I wasn't listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. I have always been the oldest lady in the world. Yes. Like in high school, people would that call me true. mom because they're like, you just take care of everybody. You and I know. Do I'm anything. like, just drink a like, beer make out with somebody
1: soul. already. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Andy I mean, was known as the youngest Jewish grandfather in America. I know.
4: So. I'm surprised, speaking of you, i not even st- Jewish or a so, grandfather. I'm surprised none, 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 uh, none of did, you have mentioned what? the change to me. The change? I don't have a beard. Are you Yoda? Oh my oh.
0: gosh! Oh, you're behind a computer screen! <laughs>
4: yeah, I could not. None when of you even noticed. I got reading I
1: can,
2: glasses the on, the so I can't screen see screen just see had this beard conversation with Andy, cutting it like two, day, two weeks ago.
4: Yeah, well, I've been having rashes because of the clipper. Something oh, about the so. clipper has been causing a reaction. So Andy, I can
0: you need my try you. you. Uh, <laughs> I cannot see <laughs> under your nose. nose. <laughs> so I literally... <laughs> I had no idea. Your, no I know. I would have to see see your lips.
4: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And if
0: I go like this, now I would I have see said it. something. Mm-hmm. If I would have seen the bottom half of your face, I would have said something. You might. You might need to sharpen your clippers if you want to keep a beard.
4: They're new clippers. They're no. brand new. I remember you just bought them. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: Oh, I remember. Whatever. That. But yeah, apparently I look a lot younger without a beard. Here you're we worried go. about looking a, young? Well, no, Dan I'm just saying. I, cl- <laughs> really? I shaved my beard. I thought I would look older because, you know, beards height, wrinkles if it, and imperfections and stuff. Ah, Dan
0: looks like 14 when he has short hair.
4: Short hair? Oh, well. Yeah,
0: like short hair? He yeah. He looks so young. It's weird. I look back at pictures. I'm like, you're a child.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: My God, there's more battling going on in the Spears family. That's hard to believe that Britney Spears
4: is still fighting with her dad. Well, She's, like, diagnosed with every mental illness yeah, in the she world. she is. So. What a sad thing that what
0: is. Happened? What What well, does Hollywood do
3: to yeah, these the, poor I children? I don't know. The what do
1: they do to
0: these women? women. These poor children. Yeah. What do they her. do to them? Well, they
4: were true. sexualizing her when she was a teenager. Uh, and, yeah, she was yeah.
0: definitely. Well, it's interesting, though, because it's like you look at Britney Spears and you look at Mandy Moore, and Mandy Moore was never sexualized. <laughs> No. At all. And no. she now is like, she seems to be a very normal human being still. Well, but there's like, Amanda
4: Bynes never did the whole sexual thing. Yeah. I mean, she went and completely she went crazy, crazy. Isn't she the right. one that tried to beat up Johnny Depp? No, that's him. Amber Heard. Amber
1: Heard. Much Herd. older.
4: I like how Andy Ever knows heard, more but...
0: about celebrities than you do. <laughs> yeah, <This laughs> how the hell is that The world has definitely turned upside all down. All
1: right, got to take a break because <laughs> our special guest, Steve Sharippo, will join us right after this. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks,
3: Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you.
1: One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important?
3: Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state. We're making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Now
1: well, that sounds like a great way to do business.
3: All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty.
1: Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company?
4: LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our very special guest, Talking Sopranos with hosts Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa. TalkingSopranos.SimpleCast.com. Our very special guest, Steve Sharippa. How are you, sir?
5: What's happening,
1: How are you? Marvelous, simply marvelous.
5: Everything good.
1: Yeah, when are you coming back on the morning show again? We do the afternoon podcast. You come on, but we got to have you on the morning show to talk All about night, this too. Whatever
5: you want, talk, but I'm in California, so it's too early. For-
1: Oh, uh, here we go. Too well, early. I, mean, that would too be. early. I, I don't
5: wake up that early. All, All right. Well, when I get back to New York,
1: I'll do it. Just at 4 o'clock in the morning. What's wrong with that? Yeah, pretty yeah, early. When again. I
5: get back to New York, we'll do it. All How right. That
1: you? sounds good. I'm doing extremely well. And since you you won't do the morning show, I'm going to talk about the Christmas donkey again, like we did last time we got old. It was hilarious. The
5: Christmas donkey, you want to keep bringing that up. I told you, how long ago did I tell you De Niro was an asshole? I told you that years ago and now the whole world found out.
1: You told me years ago you go, Tommy, Tommy, Robert De Niro is a flaming asshole. I told you
5: that. Now did I tell you, which I've told (laughs) 20 years ago, uh, the story about how Ellen dissed me at the Emmy Awards. I don't know if I ever told you that one. You did, yeah. Now the world is caught up with that. She seems so sweet. Nah, that's all an act. She's a good actress.
3: I guess so. Oh, there's
5: a lot more. There's just a lot more that I don't even know, but there's a whole bunch of shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a bunch of stuff on her, you know? I mean, just that, you know, that's... You know, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand why. I mean, you know, you you are, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, one of the chosen ones. Right. Right. Of all the, uh, you know, talented people out there. Uh, she's had an incredible career, made a fortune. And what else do you want? Why? You, yep. you should be nicer. Each year you should get nicer and nicer. I as agree. The more success you're having as you get older. I mean, what's the problem?
1: I couldn't agree more, Steve. I mean, I did, uh, people across What's the board the I just tell them, hey, Steve Sharepa, one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to talk to. You've always been a great guy.
5: Always. Well, thanks. I mean, I'm just like a real guy. I mean, listen, uh, uh, you know, you're lucky. I'm, I'm making a living doing what I want to do. Uh, it's not always easy, don't get me wrong, I mean, but, you know, I've been very lucky, and I've worked hard, and, you know, i made a good living, you know. I mean, uh, what, what, what do you want... How, how big a piece of the pie is everybody supposed to get, you
1: know? That's a good point. One thing I will tell you, though, is the, the media has jumped on the bandwagon because they are digging up the ugliest pictures of, of, of her that they can... She looks like an 80-year-old yeah, man. The media
5: also it's just horrible. When they're on you, they're on you, man. They don't, oh, yeah. they don't let go. They're like a dog with a bone. <laughs> it's they true. just keep on coming, you know? I mean, you know, listen, I don't know everything. I never was on her show, one... I'm sure she never wanted me. Number two, I, I my publicist knew never to even pitch me over there, you know. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know all the stories, but she blamed her executive producer. Believe me, even when you're the star of a show, you know what's going on. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you know what's going on. Come on, man. You know, you know. let me tell you, Leno uh, was a very, you know, I, I, I did 40 Jay Leno's. And I was a correspondent, so I was around for a while, quite a bit, for a number of years. And it was very pleasant all the time. Now, do they work hard and they have their, you know, their stuff? But Jay couldn't have been nicer. The, the staff couldn't have been nicer. And that's a pleasant experience. I don't think it was like that with Letterman. I hear horror stories Oh,
1: he's about a terrible Letterman.
5: guy. Yep. Horrible stories. And now he's kind of on a... 2020 apology tour, you know, after making all that money and making people's lives miserable, mm-hmm. he's on an apology tour out there being a bullshit artist that he is, you know, <laughs> I don't know him, I've never done the show, but I have some very close friends there that I know some uh, real, real stuff, you know, uh, so I don't know, I don't get it.
1: Steve, that's why you and I get along so well because you and I see the world the same way. It's like, yeah, you want to be a pain in the ass, be a prick about things, that's your business. I,
5: yeah, I love there's that. there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I mean, there I, are. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really get it, but there's a whole lot of people bitter or whatever, but, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, what do you want? Like I said, how much do you get? How much does each one of us get? Well, you know, you just say, hey, you know, I'm doing okay. But, but, but you always want to do better, but...
1: I will never forget this the several years ago uh, I have you on the the, you were on the morning show then because you were in New York you come on the morning show and, and blah 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 and you said hey do you like the sauce and I said what are you talking about He goes, my spaghetti sauce, you like? I said, I I don't know what you're talking about. Steve sent me a case of spaghetti sauce, and my coworkers stole it.
5: They snatch them, those goddamn uh, ad sales guys. They're creepy guys, those ad sales guys. I know. I've dealt with enough
1: of them, yeah. (laughs) Oh, by the way, you know uh, Kostakia Conomopolis is, right? Kostaki Conomopolis? uh-huh. He said to say hello, that the first time he ever talked to you, you were you were booking uh, acts out in Vegas. Uh-huh. And he called you for to try to line up an audition. He said, I know 500 guys like you, and I never heard of you. And you hung up on him." <laughs> <That's>
5: very possible. <laughs> he very very possible. Possible. doesn't even <laughs> deny it. I like that. I, uh, I think, I think he's, who's he married to? Is he married to a comic?
1: He was. That, that, that ended a while back. But.
5: Who's that? Who's a comic? Oh, oh, blonde God. woman. Damn
1: it. I can see your face, but I can't remember her name. She's a very nice woman too. She's 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 yeah. actually about as tall as he. She's about six two.
5: Oh, call her. Uh,
1: uh, God, she what's Had her? a
5: talk show? No.
1: Yeah, she had a talk show for a while. Yep, yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: She was on Celebrity. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, tell them I said hello. You know. But listen, you know the one thing about booking the comics, that I was just telling somebody, it, I was on some uh, Greg Fitzsimmons podcast. Who's a yeah, good guy? Great guy. And you know, listen, there's no winning because if you book a guy okay? You're not paying him enough. If he's headlining, he wants more money. If he's middle he wants a headline. If he's an MC, he's happy to get the gig and then he wants the middle. So, you know, you're, you're a bad guy no matter what you do. There's right. no winning. You know, you pay the guy top dollar. You know, there's some people the people you don't book hate you. I saw something on Facebook uh, not long ago, from 30 years ago. Now, Don't forget, I haven't been, I started at the Riviera in 1986, and I was booking numerous things, but we're going back. Over 30 years ago, they were still complaining, comics, about me not booking them. (laughs) He never booked me. I guess I wasn't from New York. Another guy chimed in. Yeah, I asked him for a raise, and he got mad at me. And, I mean, 30-some years ago. Oh, yeah. Let it go, man. Yeah. Let it go.
1: No, I understand completely. Yeah, you started there the same year I started in the KQ Morning Show, and I'm still there. 35 years wow. later. Wow.
5: That's a long time. Good for you. That's a good run, brother. You can't complain about that.
1: I'm going to start treating everybody like Ellen. It's going to be Yeah,
5: that's all. She's, I mean, I, she's so nasty. She's got a expensive house on the water, and I, I just don't understand. But, you know, De Niro, and it has nothing to do with politics, because I could give two shits about Trump. But uh, that he, you know, complains, that's not why I don't like him. I don't like him because he's a nasty, greedy pig of a human. Robert know? De Niro? I mean, honestly. And and people have realized that. There's not enough money for him. I mean, uh, you know, how much do you get? He makes $20 million a year or more just from the restaurants, the right. Nobu restaurants.
1: You Nobu, know? yeah.
5: You know, I mean, what what do you want, you know? So, He's
1: not I, a pleasant person. That's very, very... But, but wasn't he a rich kid? Wasn't he, didn't his dad have a lot of money? No, nah,
5: I don't think so. Oh, he his didn't? His father was a uh, a very good artist. I actually like his father's stuff. And oh, I'm okay. not an art guy, but he they have a restaurant in Tribeca in Manhattan, and right. a lot of his father's works are hanging in there. Uh, his father, I think, was a struggling oh, artist okay. during the Jackson Pollock years in that group in Greenwich Village, and... I think he bought the apartment or the studio that his father once had and left it as is, which oh, is that's kind right. of, that, that is interesting to me. I mean, yep. they say it's, you know, you go back in time to the 60s or whatever. And, uh, no, I don't think his father, I think his father had more success after he passed away.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I suppose that yeah. would make sense. Yeah. We have got to be talking. Uh, is there any particular time you have to be off the, off the air? No. Okay, good right because because I just have to take a break in two minutes, but then we'll come back for another ten minute segment after that if you've got time to do it, because I want to talk a lot about working with Michael Imperioli, who I also think is a terrific actor. I love I've had him; he's never been on the podcast, but I've had him on the morning show. Very nice man.
5: Yeah, well, the best guy, the best guy.
1: He had one of my favorite lines in the history of Sopranos. And watch that new TV show? That Law and Order SUV. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> he's, uh, he's, a, he's a terrific guy, a terrific writer,
1: yeah. He is, absolutely. So how did you set up Talking Sopranos? You've been, you've been at that for a while now, right?
5: We've been doing it for, uh, we started April 6th. Uh, you know, we got approached to do it. We weren't sure. You know, we're, we're really close friends, you know, for 20 years you know, <clears throat> since the show. We've done a bunch of stuff together. Michael Rowan directed a movie that I was uh, one of the leads in. Uh he's been on Blue Bloods. He's been on Secret Life of Me. We've done numerous uh, movies together. And uh, we got approached and we weren't sure about it. And then I saw that there's all these podcasts, Soprano podcasts yeah. out there, yep. by people that have nothing to do with the show at all. People know nothing. And I'm going, What? what is this? What does this guy know? You know, I mean, he's just an observer. He's like, uh, you know, 10 million other fans. You know, so uh, we decided, okay, let, let's do a rewatch. Neither one of us saw the show in 20 years. And uh, we did, we're we going to get ready to do it in a studio in New York together. And then the pandemic hit. You oh, know? God, and, yeah. Uh, we say, "Who gives a shit?" I, I, you know, we were obviously depressed and miserable. Michael was in California; I was in New York, and uh, it was horrible there, man. At the, especially at the beginning, just just horrible. Uh, you know, uh, people dying all over the place. I lost three or four people that I, I was friends with, and. Oh, uh, man we said, man, who gives a shit about a TV show now, you know? Uh, I, you know, who really cares? Sopranos, oh, Sopranos, the world's coming to an end. And uh, a few weeks went by, it had been announced, and people started contacting us on social media, re-watching the show, and please do it, and you know, blah, blah, blah. So we said, let's, let's try it. Let's see how we feel. And we started it, you know. We're doing uh, it on Zoom, so we're on YouTube. And we're on, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcast, and, uh, it's been going great. We've had guests. We've had Edie Falco, Lorraine Bracco today. Oh, phenomenal. They came out today, Lorraine, and we've had Edie, we've had, uh, the kids, we've had, uh, we've got all, you know, the cast, the crew, directors, producers, costume designer, casting people who's ever made the show a success. And, uh it's been going great man we've had over three and a half million downloads since we started
3: wonderful uh
5: you know and it's uh something to do it's fun seems to get people's mind off of this crap for an hour and a half two hours uh once a week they seem to be enjoying it and uh, i'm enjoying watching the show again which i haven't seen at all uh so uh, it's like me and michael having lunch once a week and we discuss the show and whatever else is on our mind and uh it's been it's been a lot of fun it's been pretty good people are enjoying it which makes it more fun you
1: know we will take a break two minutes be right back with steve Sharippa, talking sopranos with host michael imperioli and steve Sharippa. right back with steve this. tom here for saber plumbing heating and air conditioning right now saber and bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months We are back, ladies and gentlemen Uh, Here's the deal Our pal Steve Sharippa on with us He's talking about Talking Sopranos with host Mike Imperioli And Steve Sharippa. Catherine was just talking about how much She she loves you, Steve Because you come on and you act like a man You you don't get on your knees and kiss ass You just come on and go, yeah, fuck them
0: I hate
5: ass kissing (laughs) I'm too old to be doing You know what, I'll be honest with you you know, listen, we all got to, you know, when you work for someone, you've got to play the game to a degree. Let's not kid us. So if you can't go in and, and, and uh, you know, whether it be in a hotel or whatever business you're in, you can't tell everybody what's on your mind completely. <laughs> but you don't have to take shit. And I've never ate shit. Ever. You know, not in show business, not at the, when I was an executive in the casino. I could have been further ahead there. Believe me, if I would have played their games and I did not want to, and I did just fine, and the same thing here. You know, people will say to me, you got to meet this director. you got to meet that. I don't want to meet anybody. Unless they're giving me a job, I don't want to meet them. I don't need another friend. Uh, I'll be polite. I'm a gentleman. I'm professional. I do my job. If you like what I do, I'd love to work for you, but I'm not going to kowtow to you to give me a job and be a sniveling Hollywood suckhole, You know, I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's never going to happen. Yeah, because it just, it, that seems to be the way Hollywood is run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. Well,
5: listen, Ellen had all these friends. Now, why aren't these people that come on her show, yep. right? And they are A-list. A-list. She's a A-list stop. Yep. You got a movie, you got a new album out, you got whatever it is, a book, you go on, Ellen. Why aren't they stepping forward and saying, "Wait a minute, Ellen's been the greatest person ever to me. I love her to death." Yeah, that's
1: true. Why aren't I they? don't I don't hear
5: that? You know, Michael Imperioli did her show years ago. He said she was wonderful to him. Okay, you know, he said it on the podcast. She was great, beautiful. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, why aren't they stepping up and saying, "Hey, listen," because I would.
3: You would. I, would, I know you would, yeah, Steve.
5: Hey, listen, That's I've great. been on Jay Leno. You can say what you want, but he was great to me. That's all I could go by.
1: He's always been a great guy. He's, has been on my yeah, many you know, times. I'm
5: sure people have their beefs with him. Not everybody yeah. is great to everybody, right, Tom? But hey, I can only <laughs> go by my experience. You know, I had a bad experience with Ellen.
1: No, so, you're absolutely right.
5: You know, uh, you know, I've, I've done uh, every show. Today's show, they're all great. Matt Lauer, I know they, you know, he got wiped out. I don't like if he really did do what they said, but Matt was a good guy. And Al Roca and Katie Couric and Hoda. And and I could go on and on of all the shows I've done. And I've had almost always Geraldo's an asswipe. He happens to be an asswipe. Geraldo Rivera. You know, which I think everyone kind of knows anyway, right?
0: Tom's busy destroying the yeah. studio. Uh, I it's no, just I,
5: I actually He's
0: twirling chairs and knocking stuff over for some reason. Right. Twirling
5: dot,
1: knocking know. anything. Everything was Are you doing like Geraldo, Tom? <laughs> no, you know what? I've talked to Geraldo a couple of times, and he, you know, Geraldo's one of those kind of guys that if, that if you can do something for him, he's very nice to you. You
5: know, uh, okay. it's, it's this, that this, kind of deal. I, uh, I went on his show. I had a bad experience. But, hey, you oh. know.
1: I, I I got really you know I, as far as as Geraldo was concerned I got nothing good or bad. To say. I don't really know him at all. Yeah. I um uh, yeah he's been okay to me. But one t- but again as long as you can do something for him he's a nice guy.
5: Listen I'm sure he's fine. He's uh, you know I I don't know I just had a bad experience when I went on the show. I didn't talk to him except for on the air. So I don't know you know.
1: Let's, I want, right, we, we got like six minutes left. Let's pick some more pricks to talk about, because I am
5: enjoying this immensely. You know, I don't have all that many, you know, I mean, I talk about it on the podcast. You know, the biggest prick in the world, that there's no bigger prick. Well, there's two. Uh, well, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, oh. is the worst human on the face of the yes, earth. Yes, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do that. Let's just not talk about him, because it accepts me. <laughs> but I don't know you Do you know Pat Cooper? Oh, yeah.
1: Sure, Pat Cooper, One nice of the Italian worst boy,
5: fucking guy, <laughs> fucking guy. You're right, Bad man. He's 91 years old. He's so horrible that they don't even want. You know, he's just a horrible guy. Uh, he was a mediocre comic at best. At best. Uh, I told the story. You know, I was once friendly with him, and he got blackballed from Las Vegas no. for many years, and he lived there and he he didn't play there for many years because he would always have a problem. They would book him, he would open for, you know, all these acts, and he would have a problem pretty shortly, and they would get rid of him. So they banned him, and I don't think he had worked there in 17 or 18 years. He was a big draw in Atlantic City when they opened in the early 80s Oh yeah, uh, because of all the Italians and stuff. (laughs) So... I said to him, I, you know, it was 1995, April 1st. I'll never forget it. And I said, listen, uh, there's a lot of Italians, you know, let's, why don't you do a gig? And I paid him, uh, I think it was five grand with a back end, you know, mm-hmm. with, a, with a back end money. And so he agreed. I said, you know, there's a lot of more Italians than used to be in town here, and I think you'll do well. And bah, bah, bah. we had lunch at the Riv and this and that. So, uh we did the gig. He drew 601 people, which wasn't bad. Uh, I, it held 1,000. I took 200 chairs out. So there was 800, plus about 50, 60 comps. So the room was good. He did well. It was an opening act. I don't know if you guys know Bernie McGrenahan. Mm-hmm. Bernie opened for him. He's a comic. And he did well. And we afterwards, we had drinks and something to eat in the suite, and it was all happy. And then the next day, he, uh, I had a guy call and say, how many people did Pat Cooper do last night? Like some stranger called my office. I said, none of your business, I hung up. Right. And then I had a, a couple of days later a wise guy, a Vegas wise Uh-oh. guy, a real guy, mm. called me, who I knew, and said, hey, Steve, you know, Pat's complaining. He said the place had over 1,000 people, and you guys robbed them. Oh my God. i said well it's impossible to rob them. first of all the the tickets come out of a computer i i you know why would they rob him this wasn't a nightclub guy a guy collected money at the door this is you know a ticket box office the whole thing right he said well his brother his son-in-law was there with a clicker
3: Oh, oh and he my counted God. God. i don't
5: know how many people and it's impossible because there wasn't that many chairs So that it began, and then he started telling lies and stories. We robbed them. That so bad that my boss wanted me to, he said we should sue him for defamation of character. Uh, You know, in the hotel, he was saying the hotel robbed him. It might hurt us. But everyone knows that he's a screwball and a nut, and that's exactly what happened. So for, for years, and I ran into him, and I'm not kidding you, this was when he was younger. I was on a plane. And I called, my, uh, I called my attorney. I said, if Pat Cooper, I'm on the plane. I'm getting ready to take off. Pat Cooper says one word to me. I'm going to knock him out. <laughs> I said, so get ready. You know, just do what you got to do. I'm in Vegas. I'm going back to the one. He's a bully. He didn't say one word. And the biggest thing from this, listen to this. So, you know, he had this famous... Uh, he had a famous uh, uh, album that every Italian family had. My grandmother had it. And it was him laying in a, 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 like a hero sandwich, you know, like a sub sandwich. Mm-hmm. It was his, his body laying in. That was the cover. And every Italian family in my neighborhood had it. So, but I never listened to it. So when I had to cut a commercial for him in 1995, 25 years ago, I listened to Back then it was cassettes. So, on my way to work, I put the cassette in to listen to sound bites that I wanted to use for the commercial. So, I was listening to the act. Bah, 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 bah. The act was from 1960, the album, 6061. When I saw his act the night he performed, it was verbatim. <laughs> in 1995.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah.
5: I'm not joking, and I'm not talking a little bit, the whole thing. Jeez.
1: Yeah, how about Please this own. President Kennedy? <laughs> you
5: know, exactly. So, for all these years, he caused me a lot of grief. Oh. I never wanted to confront him. I would hear it from people. He told him lies. I did this. Complete lies. Just lied, lied, lied. Then he started saying, I used to smack comics around. That's a complete lie. I've never put a finger on a comic. I mean, I'm working... For a corporation in Vegas, you don't think they would be sued? They yeah. would be fired. Yeah, you know. Uh, so that's he's a terrible guy, and he'll live forever. He'll outlive me. <laughs> but that's the kind of guy he is.
1: So. Son of a bitch. There Steve. It's always a thrill. You got to come back more often. I miss you when you're not on.
5: Yeah, I'm around, man. I, when I get back to New York uh, next month or so, I'll uh, I'll come on in the morning. I hope they tune in to Talking Sopranos. You be well, you and your family, and I'll talk to
1: you. You as well, sir. Be well. Thank you, sir.
5: Take care, buddy.
1: Bye. Steve Sharippa Talking Sopranos, with uh, host Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa. He is one of my favorite people. That guy, honesty, God. How uh, did we buy spaghetti sauce for what about three years there? Yeah. He kept yeah. He a lot he kept of spaghetti, of sauce. spaghetti sauce. Oh, yeah. A lot of yeah. When my coworkers didn't steal it from me at KQ. Well, so is there anything like...
2: more Italian than just sending spaghetti sauce yeah. to people? <laughs> <as> <laughs>
3: That's
2: well.
1: pretty much like... true. <laughs> I yeah, like I he have
0: goes, a case of spaghetti sauce. Uh,
1: Steve Charette, I love, that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, I love how he also says he doesn't have that many people he doesn't like and then just lifts yeah. off
1: <laughs> everybody.
0: Of everybody not that many videos. people except for the worst right. human being. Can you imagine being in that business oh, for as long God. as he has oh, yeah. and what he has seen? Yeah, and when
2: he says he has oh, not laid God. a finger on a comedian, he just meant one that... Didn't deserve it. Like he's smacked a few around. Maybe that's
3: probably
1: true. Earned it. I love that guy. (laughs) Steve Sharip is one of my favorite people in the world. He kind of reminds me of somebody. Who? Me. Uh, Oh Oh, yeah. Oh, that son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.